is a script that I have in my head. Now, before any of you pass judgments, there's a reason why I chose this title. It probably would have been played out before, but I thought to myself, let this be a true-to-life story of a young woman's quest in another land. She wants to make herself known in this land. In the beginning, she gets not the welcome, the welcome wagon, as they call it, the red carpet treatment, right? Who cares, right? You're there to make a life for yourself, to find happiness and peace within yourself, and you say to yourself, I'm going to find it, right? The title of this is called Nollywood Nights. Why did I say Nollywood? Well, let me tell you a little backstory of how I got interested in Nollywood. This was in in my early 20s. Early 20s, I, I physically watched, maybe, yeah, in the 90s, the very first movie that came out in the 90, 90s, from 1992 to be exact, of Human Bondage. It was based off of a real life story. The way that movie was done was through a video camcorder because that's what we had back then in the early 90s, right? Before technology and computers and all that stuff. And I watched that movie. Now, the time that I watched it, it was in subtitles. I was trying to understand because they were talking in their language, okay? When you're talking in your own language or in another person's language, you have to follow. And it, the picture itself was very grainy. So it was, you could tell it was made from the early 90s. I mean, you looked at the, the clothing and the people and everything. And it's like, wow, that took me back to the time that I was in my early 20s and discovering who I was, right? They remade that movie many, many years later, more modern. And they had different people playing the role. Kept the premise the same. Changed the actors and actresses, right? So you ask yourself, if I make a story based off of my own life, what am I looking for? Chance to be in a different part of the world. Chance to find myself. What I can accomplish, what I can do, what I can be. I want to make a difference in somebody's life, in a group of peoples. You know, a group, even a whole continent. And I think I can do that. What I really want to know is, why that title? I was drawn to Nollywood at a very young age. And you're going to say, what do you mean? Back in the day... I would just try to find movies that appealed to me, international. I grew up watching Greek movies and soap operas with my mother. And we used to watch it on the Greek channel. And I said to myself, boy, I would love to be in that industry where now I understand exactly what they're saying. And I probably could speak my own language if I forced myself to really study the language. Because I, I, I know if someone responds to me or someone asks me a question, I could respond to them probably half and half. International in the cultural sense, when you watch a movie, it takes you to a different time period, a time of your life that wasn't so bad. It was just a happier time, less drama, less tragedy. But I will tell you this. There is one particular part of the world that I want to travel to just to see what it's like. And everybody has this image of what it's like. What's it like to live in that part of the world? Well, the only way to find out is to physically go down there. 
in the movie though in this version of this movie Nollywood Nights title is symbolic you ask yourself a young woman is traveling from the United States to make her way down in that part of the world in Africa so she settles in one part of Africa she wants to see what it's like to be with a people the culture the tradition now, I know a lot of people say well it's most of the people about maybe a large percentage of people live in the poor poorer areas and I'm like well in order for you to survive anywhere in the world anywhere you have to start from the bottom right in order for you to come climbing to the top a lot of people don't want to go back to the place where they grew up because they're ashamed why why are you ashamed don't be ashamed of where you come from and don't be ashamed of your circumstances your circumstances shape you to the person you are now your childhood shapes you to the to the person you're going to become now if you ask yourself I'm looking at a particular person that I admire and I say to myself how did this person where did they start from look at the look at the background look at their childhood they will tell you and they will probably have the tears cuz it is painful to talk about the tears come out real emotion raw emotion telling you this is how I grew up this is where my family came from this is how I as a young person had to live i had to live in these conditions was it depressing were there times when i wanted to escape you bet but i didn't i stood by my family and i took care of them as best as i could and i decided i'm going to find a way to make a living so i could take care of my family members that's what this person did now you ask yourself who are you referring to well I do want to pay tribute. But it will be in the next episode. Let me just talk about let me just talk about Nollywood Nights. What is the premise of Nollywood Nights? Kind of parallels into my own story and background. What my life was like growing up. Growing up to two foreign-born parents. Parents that struggled to make it in the world. If you ask yourself, is it hard living? Yes, it's very hard living. It's not impossible though. If you look back at your childhood and you say to yourself, say to yourself, can I go back to that time when I was struggling? I didn't have a dime to my name. I lived in a nah, semi-decent home. It's whatever our parents could afford to bring us up in. We were the children that wanted things for me especially I never asked I never asked my father and mother for anything because I understood the situation they were they're going through when you're growing up in a family and it's just you and your two sisters and it's a small family it's the four of us we were living in a family where we had to we had to make do We had to make do with what we had Now a lot of people are going to say what are you talking about? I said, "Well, let's talk about things that make you happy." 
if you look at your childhood, every childhood starts from somewhere, right? If you say to me, this is how I want to become. This is the kind of life I want to lead. This is the kind of life that makes me happy. This is the kind of life that just gives me a sense of belonging. If I were to go down in another part of the world, I want to make a difference in someone's life. Maybe a group of people's life, maybe a whole group, a continent, whatever. But if someone said to me, you don't understand. I do understand. I know where you're coming from. Nollywood Nights is the premise. So this young woman ventures her way down because she wants to see what it's like living in another part of the world. Will she be accepted? Now she's met with stares. People are staring at her. What are you doing down here? They're looking at her like, oh my God, you're from America? Now let me put something to all of you. Just because you live here doesn't necessarily mean you are rich. Think about that. Do you think that because we live in the good old U.S. of A, we're rich? In order for you to become that rich, you have to work your way. It's not going to come to you on a silver platter. A lot of people don't understand the meaning of hard work. I, myself, one day want to become wealthy. Why? Wealthy and rich, again, different meanings. Rich is when you have the fancy home, the fancy car, you're taking trips all around the world, you have all of this money, you don't know what to do with it, right? When you're wealthy, you have money and you know where to put it. If you have a family, you put it towards your children's future. If it's just you and your husband, you put it towards your own futures. You have a lifestyle that's comfortable. Nobody knows that you have it. You're living the dream life, right? But you're investing, you're saving, you're doing whatever you can to survive. Is it, is it difficult to survive in this world? Sometimes it is. But the only way that would be possible is if you make it difficult on yourself. So when she went down to that place, she wanted to establish herself in Abuja. Where is Abuja? Abuja is the capital of she wanted to go down there to see what it was like because she was told by her LinkedIn contacts they lived in different areas of that that part of the world and she goes I'm gonna go down there maybe I will meet and be in contact with my LinkedIn contacts that they were scattered about right so she decided to go down there and make her way she wanted to see what it was like she wanted to assimilate herself in another part of the world to kind of blend in with everybody again she was met with non-acceptance they stared at her they looked at her funny. Right? All of a sudden, she she decided she decided to just venture, and she came across this um, this woman, this middle-aged woman. Who, was working in the hot sun. You can see the hands of this woman through hard work, the things that she did. She told her her life story. She welcomed her. She goes, welcome. She goes, may I ask, where do you come from? Oh, I come from the United States. And why are you here? I decided to make my life down here. I want to see what it's like. I want to see how the other half lives. Now, she automatically assumed 
because I came from the United States, I had money. But I, I had told her, I said, not everybody who lives in the United States is rich. And if it was the case, well then let's put it this way. If you'd come to my part of the world, you'd understand. There's a, and where the town I live in is divided into three classes. Rich, middle class, poor. Where do you fit into that? Well, I'm not rich and I'm not poor, but I'm in the middle. I live comfortably. For now, I live comfortably. So she said, what is your business being here? And I said, well, I just want to establish myself down here. You know, where I come from, I left behind with a lot of my family. But I wanted to see if I can make it on my own. They had their doubts. They said, there's no way a woman of your caliber would survive down here. Think again. How many years have we been on this planet? How many wars have we faced? How many tragedies have we gone through? We are resilient. And not just where I come from, all over the world, we are resilient. I told her about my parents. My parents grew up impoverished. I had gone back to where they grew up because nobody lives there anymore. It's, it's, it's like a ghost town. There's, there's no human life. It's nothing. And I understood what they had to go through. Am I ashamed of my parents being in those, in living in those types of conditions? No. And she goes, then you understand. I understand. I looked around me and I saw people of the poorest of the poor living in a not so good area. They are learning to survive in this world as best as they can. To give their children an understanding of what it's like. To never give up. To never be ashamed of where you come from. Think of it this way. In the circumstances that you were brought up in shapes the person you are. If ever in your lifetime you do work as hard as you can and you get up to that level, you're going to look back at your roots. How did you start? You started from nothing, right? You started from nothing and you worked your way up. Isn't that how it always is? So you're setting a role model for your children. Through hard work, through hard work, I can get my reward. I'm not going to have someone give it to me. That's not hard work. When someone gives you something, that's not hard work because you're taking, right? You're not, you're not thinking of, hey, in order for me to make, to make myself a success in life, whatever industry you want to work at, whatever it is you want to do, you have to pull yourself up that ladder and you have to get to the top. You have to do it yourself, but that's through hard work. Perseverance, determination. If you fail, you fail. That is not a crime. That's a strength. Failing is a strength. A lot of people think, no, it's not. Failure is a strength. If we never failed in our lifetime, then we'd be classified as being perfect. We don't make mistakes. We make a lot of mistakes. Even the most well-seasoned professional, someone who is experienced in that knowledge, someone who has that knowledge will tell you themselves. They will tell you themselves, I have made plenty of mistakes and I'm still making mistakes. Do you think I'm perfect? No such thing as perfection. And perfection is utopia. You want to live in utopia? Be my guest. They believe in perfection. They don't believe in making a mistake. They'll put you down. If you do make a mistake, 
They'll make you feel bad. And who wants to have anybody make yourself feel bad? Who? You're allowed to make a mistake in life. You shouldn't be shunned for it. So she was talking to this young, this woman. This woman lived in the poorest village. She was trying to take care of her, her kids and, and her husband. And, and you can tell. I said, I looked at her hands and I said, I admire you. She's like, what do you mean? Look where you've come. Look where you've been and look where you're going. You're a true survivor in my book. You're making it. And she goes, are you making fun of me? No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm telling it like it is. I saw my parents struggle when they were little. They told me the story of how they struggled. How they were the, the type of family that didn't give up. You can't give up in those difficult times. You have to show me how resilient you When I look at you, I see somebody that I admire. When I look at you, I see the tears. I see and feel with you. And I want to do good in this community. Now, she was making her way down because this young woman took her in and, and, you know, fed her. You know, she she actually had dinner with this woman. This woman telling her story. She goes, and she noticed now out of the corner of her eye, she goes, why are people staring at me? Because to them, you're a stranger. They don't know what your intentions are. I'm here to blend in with everybody. Well, they're not looking at you because of the color of your skin. That's not what they're looking at. They're looking at it, wanting to know why you're down here. What's your purpose? To learn about a culture, people, to really get to know what's going on. I hope to one day become a worldwide ambassador. Now, I had brought with me All of the stuff I said I was going to give away. So she would make her way down. She had a whole bag of many different things to give to everybody. So one day, out in the blue, she had started to unpack her bags and started giving stuff away to the children, to the adults, to anybody. They were happy. The children were happy. They've never had anything that they own. She saw the smile on their faces and it made her feel like, I'm doing something to help all of you. I want all of you to have this. And the lady said, stop. Are you, are you feeling sorry for No, I'm not feeling sorry for you. But I want you to understand something. I understand what it's like to have very little. And I understand what it's like to want something and you know you can't have it. And when you're a child, you shouldn't have to want for something. You should be able to get it. Well, I'm giving it to all of you. And I don't expect anything in return. I just want you to take it and say thank you. That this is coming from my heart. When I saw a little girl, you give her a doll, how her face lights up. You give a little boy a toy truck, how his face lights up. You give a young adult an electronic, how their face lights up. I want to see happiness, not sadness. I want to bring sunshine to a world that is living in darkness. Why should you all have to live in darkness? But there's a measure of sunshine, a measure of hope, a measure of peace. If I look at my own life, I can tell you what it was like for me growing up. I got teased. I was the odd girl out. In other words, I wasn't accepted where I lived. I was made fun of. 
I was made to feel like I didn't belong, and our family was shunned for the longest time. Our family was shunned. We weren't accepted. When you come from a European Mediterranean family, you won't get accepted, right? Because in this world, where I live in, it was all white, Anglo-Saxon white, Irish white. Whoever heard of a European family moving into the neighborhood and not getting the acceptance, the welcome wagon, as they call it. Welcome to the neighborhood. I hope you're very happy here. I don't remember ever anybody coming up to us and telling us, welcome. No, it was the opposite. So I know what it's like when you come into a new world and you want to make yourself a part of this land. Yes, people are not going to accept you. That's fine. I don't expect you to like me and I don't even expect you to, to want to get to know me but I do expect something from you a little understanding and a little compassion try to understand where I'm coming from you know when I'm in another part of the world I do get rejected I don't get the the attention that I'm looking for if I escape somewhere where nobody recognizes me that's fine for me would I have to put on a disguise no So she told me, she took me around. She goes, there is one place I want to take you and I'm hoping that you can help us out here. And I'm like, that's what I'm here for. So we went to a hospital. There were a lot of women that were sick. I read somewhere that you had survived cancer and I was hoping you can help us talk to these women. They're not getting the treatment that they need so desperately. Can you do that? Yes. So we walked into the hospital together to talk with these women. These women's lives were hanging in the balance, right? Because the doctors refused to give them treatment because they didn't make a payment. So I went up to the doctor and I said, let me ask you something. Do you have daughters? Do you have wives? What do you mean? Do you have a daughter or a wife? What if it was your daughter or wife who was battling the fight of their life and had cancer? I'm seeing that you're refusing treatment for these women. You don't think they deserve a second chance at life? Do you know that you're playing Russian roulette with their life? That's what you're doing. So what if it was your husband, your, 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 your wife, your daughter? So you know you would treat them, right? Because they're your wife and your daughter. There's somebody's wives, somebody's daughters in this hospital that is asking for that type of treatment. You're not giving them the treatment. You're asking for money. Is that more important? Money is not important at this point at this point. You need to treat these women so they can get better, so they can have productive lives. We don't want to bury. We want to celebrate. You want to see the you want to see me? So I went. Now this is what happened. I went down to the hospital and I showed everyone my scar and they were like, what are you doing? And the old woman said, leave her be. Let her show us what she went through. This is your true Florence Nightingale. This is your true survivor. And I showed them my scar. And they started to cry. If I didn't get that proper medical treatment, I would have been dead. You have no right to hold these women hostage. They have every right to 
the same type of medical care that other women get around the world. What gives you the right to play judge, jury, and executioner? What gives you that right? And they're like, why are you here? Why am I here? Well, one of my missions in life is to help people. God gave me direction to come down here and to help. I'm not turning my back away from someone who is dying. I'm not turning my back on someone who is starving. I am not turning my back on anyone. They all want to live. They all want to have the greatest life. A chance to live, a chance to breathe, a chance to just be. What is wrong with that? If you ask me, and I'm sure you will ask me in my lifetime, why do you care so much? Why not? I have compassion towards other people. I understand what it's like. You actually think, because I come from one part of the world, that, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been exposed to so many different things in my life, starting in my 20s with the death of my father. I have death all around me. And I know what it's like to lose someone. I know what it's like to want to give up and give in. But I refuse to do that. Why? What's the point of taking yourself out of this world when you can do so much in helping others get through life, through poverty, through food, through health? The things that are important that we take for granted. So she went down there. She goes, I, out of the goodness of my heart, will pay for every woman's treatment down there. You will treat them before you get anything from me. And if you hold them hostage another day and someone dies, let me tell you something. That will not look pretty. I will make it known and will have my voice out there for all of you and say to you, you took a life you away from her. From one cancer survivor to another, I could have easily died. You know who held me up? My mother. My late mother gave me sustenance. My late mother gave me the, the, the shot. She gave me the chance to be. She prayed to God every single night because she was a religious woman. She prayed to God. She goes, I want my daughter around. Let her be an angel. Guiding the way for everybody. Let us get out of this darkness. Let's go back into the light. You, call yourself a doctor. Think of what you're doing to those families who have a mother, a daughter, a sister, an aunt. And it's not just women who have breast cancer. Men can have breast cancer too. So it could be your father, your brother, your uncle. It could be anybody. Are you going to play Russian roulette with someone's life? Shame on you if you do that. But she went down there. She made a large donation to the hospital. This will be used for treatment, medicine, equipment. This is what is needed. You're not going to send a family away because they don't have the money. We will make a payment plan for those who cannot afford to take care of their loved one because I'm sure they don't want to have to go through the process of burying. We're not going to go into a funeral. We're going to have a celebration. 
call me Florence Nightingale. Or as people from LinkedIn have called me, because I want to speak for everybody, Wonder Woman. You are truly Wonder Woman. Because you care about the human spirit. Yes, I do. You know how I got to be where I'm at? My late parents had told me never to walk away from someone who is suffering. Never walk away. And I vow to you, to all of you, whoever's listening to this podcast, this is why I always said the title, Nollywood Nights. But you're asking, but what does that have to do with when she did all of that? She decided to take herself. I'm going to go out. I'm going to just enjoy my time. You know, explore the city. Because she's building a, a corporation, a company. And she wants to let anybody who does not have the resources to take care of their family come work for me. Come work for me. I will put you up in a room, a rooming and boarding, and give you some money for food. All I want you to do is to work as hard as you can and to not give up. The human spirit can't be broken. It can't be broken anywhere. We are all, as human beings, going to work as hard as we can to make it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're going to do whatever we can to survive in this world. So she gave herself kudos. She decided to go out for a little nightlife. She rarely ventured out. She had some friends with her. And so let's go and we'll have a good time. She didn't expect to meet somebody. She didn't expect it. She goes, you know, I was unlucky in love. I had three broken relationships. So she did. She met up with this man. She fell in love with him. He also fell in love with her. Now you're going to say, that's so far-fetched. No, it's not. Let me, put, let me tell you something. I was told, and I actually did my research, but I also have a few friends that know people that live in that area. The men don't care about the color of your skin. They just want someone to love. They will treat you like a queen, put you up on a pedestal. They will make you feel special and loved. You can't get that from any other part, and I've tried. So I go down there, and I'm just minding my own business, and a young man comes up to me. And he's like, what's a beautiful young woman like you doing in a beautiful place like this? So I asked him, are you interested in me? You know, when I saw you, I was very interested in you. I just didn't know how to approach you. I'm shy, I'll admit it. I just came here to make a life for myself, to help other people out. My big dream is to be an ambassador. See that you have a kind heart and your compassion. Kindness, compassion. I get that from my late mother and father. They taught me not to be ashamed of my background. They taught me not to be ashamed of who I am. They shaped me into the woman I am. If it wasn't for them, I would have had to learn it all on my own. It's tough. You know, life is tough. Life can be cruel, but it's not impossible. So they were talking. They got to know one another. He told her about how he grew up. I said, I know all about you. I actually read your biography. Really? I'm impressed. By the way, what is your name? I've heard so much about you, but didn't catch your name. Well, my name is Aphrodite. 
That's a beautiful name. Are you Greek? Everyone says I'm the Greek goddess of love and beauty. You're very beautiful. Very warm and caring. Very sexy. Now he was looking up and down at her and she, at first she felt uncomfortable. I'm like, I've never had the attention of a man before. Tell me more about yourself. Why are you here? Again, to make a life for myself. I want to know all there is to know about this part of the world. I want to experience everything. The traditions, the culture, the people. I want to know everything about this part. And not just what you read and see. I want to know and experience it firsthand what it's like. Would you like an escort? I could take you to all the different places you want to go to. Now, he was rushing because he wanted to really get to know her. He was just smitten with her. From across the room, they looked at each other. They saw that attraction, physical attraction. But at the beginning, she was like, it's getting late. I really need to go home. Well, let me take you. A young woman like yourself shouldn't be out here alone. So he took her back home, and he goes, when can I see you again? And what makes you think that there'll be a second date? Because I'm smitten with you. I love you. Excuse me? What did you say to me? Well, I love your company. I want to get to know you. I want to get to know all about you if you let me. I want to take you wherever you want to go. I'll be your personal chauffeur. So they made out. They went out for a second date. She got to know him. She got to really know him. And he actually took very good care of her. He made sure she was in her destination. He watched out over her, kind of like a personal bodyguard. And she felt safe. She goes, I'm beginning to like it down here. But there was a little bit of tension when they actually walked into a place that he took her to. All of a sudden, it got quiet. And for a split second, she's like, I'm getting the feeling that I'm not wanted here. People are looking at me. Well, that's your being paranoid. People are not looking at you. They're just mesmerized by your beauty, like I am. I want you all to myself. I'm starting to fall in love with you. Now, wait a minute. You're rushing over here. Don't you think we should get to know each other? Hey, time is short. Life is short. I want to get to know you. More about you your family, your values. How do you feel about marriage, children? Well, I would like to get married one day and settle down. How about you? I'm a true African king. And in our tradition and culture, we have to get married. Make me happy to know I have you in my life. Now she started to blush. He made her blush. He made her, he said all these wonderful things to her. They had a connection. They had a lot of things in common, by the way, because of the upbringing. So she understood him. He understood her. She was just fascinated with him. And he took her all to different places and that they ended up spending the night together. And then the next morning, it was like, this can't be happening. Is this really happening? Am I really dreaming? Am I really having this? And he's like, no, it's not a dream. We really are together. I'm starting to fall in love with you. How do you feel? I feel happy. You know how to put a smile on my face. You know just the right words to say to make me feel towards you. A sense of belonging, a sense of love. 
then she broke down crying and he goes, why are you crying? Because I never had anybody who truly, truly wanted me in the way you do. I never had anybody truly tell me that they wanted me in that way, that they needed me, that they, that they loved me. I don't know what love is all about. And I've been hurt three times in my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm never gonna hurt you. I'm always gonna protect you. I'm always gonna love you. I'm gonna give you everything that you want. I don't want anything material. I only want love, touch, a kiss. Those are things that are priceless, not material things. Material things come and go, right? I want the love of a person, someone to wrap their arms around me, to hold me tight and never let me go. That's what I'm looking for. But they've never had that in my life. And all the people that I've ever come into contact with have died, have left. That I was left alone in this world to fend for myself. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to love. I don't know what it's like. I don't have that feeling. There are a few times that I just wanted to escape this world, to live someplace where nobody knows who I am, to be unrecognizable, but why? Why don't you give me the chance, the chance to really show you what love is all about? It's a beautiful feeling. Have you ever been in love? I've had my heart broken, just like you, so we're in the same boat. I know you're trying your very best put a smile on my face and you're doing it I don't know if we're moving too fast do you know how long I've waited for someone to walk into my life and to make me feel wonderful about myself you do that for me you inspire me you uplift me I can say the same about you I followed you all of your life you didn't know it God had said we will be soulmates for life. He already knew. He knew it before we knew it. Thank the Lord, amen, that we got together. We thank the man upstairs for making the connection. But I finally found my soulmate. I'm never letting you go. I'm never letting you go. And I will always treat you with respect. I will treat you the way you should be treated, like a queen. Because my mother taught me that. So that's part one of Nollywood Nights. Now, you're going to say, can that really happen? You bet. It can happen, and not just on television. It can happen. Do you know people can meet in the places they never thought they would ever meet their loved ones? They would find someone that they truly loved, that they truly wanted to be with, and guess what? It can happen. If you stop putting yourself down, stop putting all those negative thoughts in your head and say to yourself, for everyone out there, there's true love. You just have to find it. Or, in one case, my mother had said to me, if someone really loves you and truly wants to be with you, they will make that effort to come to you. Why should you have to chase them? But see, this is why in Hollywood Nights, it became a love story of a love story of a love story, of a true love story between a man and a woman who had the same issues who try to find a, a way to establish themselves in, their, in this world, and they did it, but they did it separately. Their two worlds became one. People looked at them. Some people didn't accept her in the beginning. They made her life difficult. They said, what could she possibly have that we want? Well, she's a woman who wants to help people. 
She was a woman who wants to give back. She's a woman who wants to do all of that and more. She is a woman who will do so much for other people as well as herself. But she's also another woman who wants to find love within. You know it's not very easy to find love. I wasn't even looking for it. We just connected at the right time and I think our connection came from the man upstairs. If you believe, if you pray, say a prayer every single night. Say to yourself, I will find my happiness. I will find my happiness. Don't let happiness slip away from you. And don't close yourself off. Don't close your heart off. Don't do any of that. The day that you do that, the day you'll cease to live as a human being. When you close your heart off, that can lead to a whole host of illnesses. You can't go through life with a closed heart. You just can't. Open up your heart. Let someone in. Let them take the lead. Let them show you what love is all about. It's a beautiful feeling. Now, it took me how many years? <laughs> a long time. That I was ready to just give up. I was ready to just give in. I said, I'm never going to find someone who appreciates me. But I have. We have a lot of things in common. We have so much in common. You just don't realize it. Again, my background parallels with him. Because it's very rare to find someone that you have that close connection with and not realize it until many years later. Do you know that that's beautiful? That's beautiful to connect with someone on that type of a level. It's a beautiful feeling. So all of you, I'm going to let all of you go because it's a little after two in the afternoon. But I just wanted to give you a little preview of Nollywood Nights. Hope to God that this becomes a made-for-TV movie. But it, the movie's going to be a little bit different from what I just told you about. It's going to be a little different based off of my own life and everything that I've gone through to get to where I'm at. So I'm going to get all of you to hope you enjoy this little preview. And again... It's not impossible. You can find love within you. You can find your soulmate. Or, in this case, let them come to you. If they truly love you, they will reach the far ends of the earth to get to you. Because isn't that what it's all about? Love. Happiness. Peace. Serenity. Love. God bless all of you. Take care.